This is the Edinburgh Reporter podcast and this morning I'm here with Councillor Scott Arthur who's found himself in the unexpected position of being the transport convener but you're still here Scott. Yes I'm persisting, I'm persisting. That's good. Um, first of all this morning I think I have to ask you what you as transport convener, what the council and the police are doing about Brunswick Road. So Clearly the situation in Brunswick Road is unacceptable. We've got, we've got a no right turn which is very clearly signposted but drivers are choosing to put pedestrians at risk by ignoring that and it's, it's completely unacceptable and I was really pleased to see the police were out there yesterday and understand they've been issuing fines to people uh, and well I think it should be more than fines to be honest, I think what's been happening is completely unacceptable. And I think this morning though, Friday morning, I've had a photograph sent to me uh, by somebody on the ground which shows that the signs have been made much more, more visible. Yeah, so we mean, so I've had quite a few conversations with the Tramston New Haven team about this and you had a call again first thing this morning where we were looking at different options. So one of the things we're looking at is re replacing some of the, 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 the bollards and cones with the kind of concrete barriers we're used to seeing, just to make very clear to people that the manoeuvre they're undertaking just now is both illegal and it's putting pedestrians at risk. Uh, we're working with uh, Siemens just now to change the, the lighting sequence, again, really to protect pedestrian safety. But what that's going to do is it's going to cause uh, traffic queuing at that junction. But I think it's right that we respect the transport hierarchy and put pedestrians first. Absolutely, because on every change of the lights yesterday, uh, traversing the, the crossing uh, when there was a green man, it seemed to be very dangerous to me. Yeah, yeah I've seen, seen the clips and you've just showed me some on your, your phone just now, Phyllis. It's, it's, it's completely unacceptable, actually, and, uh, and to be honest, I just can't understand it, how people could behave like that. People are really frustrated with the, the roadworks around the tramworks, and, and thankfully they'll be coming to an end soon. But I don't think that frustration uh, justifies putting pedestrians at risk. And you know, I heard yesterday about somebody in a wheelchair who was almost hit by a car, which to me is completely unthinkable, actually. Uh, so I, so I, just, I just don't understand why this is happening. So let's move on to something uh, a, a wee bit better. The tram works are coming to an end uh, soon, sometime. Um, and by the time that the tram is on the street, you're going to have a new setup in Picardy Place um, I don't want to dwell too much on it because I've got one more <laughs> topic for you, but uh, let, let's hear what your plan is for Picardy Place. Well, the, firstly, the plan is to bring, I think, what must be 20 years of roadworks to an end, uh, and hopefully we can make that part of the, the city centre work. Uh, my personal view, Phyllis, and I think you know this, is uh, I think that the, the fundamental design there, which really is focused on getting cars into the same centre, is, is really a difficult starting point to get things right. But there, with that limited space, I think we've, we're going to create something where people can dwell whilst they're waiting on a bus or a tram in a relatively comfortable area. So we're, there'll be seating there, we'll have sustainable drainage, uh, hopefully some tree planting, uh, a water cooler, which is one of the suggestions that came from the community. And one of the things I'm most interested in is there's going to be an empty plinth and hopefully uh, 
over so the you're, weeks. So you're going to get yourself up there then, is that it? Well, if, if the public demand it, I'm quite happy for a statue <laughs> of me to be erected there. But I find that quite unlikely. Uh, so, but I do hope we can work with the community to have, you know, changing statues and perhaps more challenging things there which reflect some of the local history of the community actually because it is a really important area of Edinburgh actually with a lot of history. And Canon Doyle will go back there somewhere as well or is, is he already back? I, don't, I haven't been there for a while. Oh, you're putting him on the spot now. I'm uh, not yeah, quite sure where he's okay. going to end up, but wouldn't it, but be fantastic? Be wouldn't it be fantastic if he ended up back there? Well, you know, that's, that's really how I remember him as being, actually. And then moving uh, westwards, uh, you've got the George Street Newtown project, which is going to be discussed at the Transport and Environment Committee next Thursday. And this is uh, the next phase in plans which have already been discussed for quite some time now, some years actually, um, and it's to make a, a boulevard out of George Street. So the broad brush image is? Well, this, we're going to create, a, so, so just now it's a giant car park which cars drive through. So we're, uh, there's some, some, some fantastic businesses right along the road, but we want to change it much more into a place that people a destination rather than people travel through and it, and it really is going to be world class uh, we have been speaking about this for a long time we like to talk about things in edinburgh but the report that's coming to tech next week is really where the, the tire hits the ground if i can use that phrase maybe the wrong phrase to use in this context but really we're starting to look at some of the difficult decisions we're going to make so we're looking at who's going to have access to the street to service these businesses and when uh, we're trying to protect obviously disabled access to the street and something that we've put a lot of thought into is protecting the safety of people particularly lone women in the evening as they travel home from some of the you know the bars and restaurants so all that's going to be built into the design but fundamentally this is going to be about creating a space where people can be uh, just like Princess Street Gardens, they can sit on a bench, have a sandwich at lunchtime and watch the world go by. And so great for people's well-being, great for our city economy and just a good place to be, actually. The, the cost has unfortunately risen by several million and you're obviously going to have to go back cap in hand to Sustrans for some of that money. Am I right in thinking that the council and Sustrans are more or less splitting the bill on this? Is it match funding? I think there is a shared element. I, I can't remember the exact uh, percentage split. But, you know, so we've got a choice as a city with this scheme. We can we can choose to deliver it within the existing budget. And I think that would mean compromising the quality of the design. But I think we've got a responsibility to think about the, the, really the future of Edinburgh and the World Heritage Zone area. And that really means that we don't compromise on the quality of design. And instead, we, we, I don't really see it as going cap in hand. We, we, we work in partnership with uh, Sustrans to deliver something which really is world class. And the, 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 the pictures and the videos I've seen about how it's going to look are, are fantastic. And I think it's a place, I think, where people are going to come to, to share time together and also where businesses are going to thrive. That's good and of course uh, even if uh, you agree to move forward to the next stage of design next week uh, then there, we, there's still a way to go and we shouldn't expect this to be in place until about 2025 am i correct in that well you know you're we're probably hopefully i mean it really depends on uh, the next stages of the consultation because obviously there's a risk that we fall into the same trap as cc well 
and we get stuck in a loop of you know public inquiry, etc. But we've, there's contingencies in place if that does happen. But hopefully work will start uh, over the next year or two and we'll have this, the whole scheme in place by 2027, uh, which is the next local government election. So let's hope we've got a fantastic flagship project which we can see this administration's delivered on time and on budget. That would be a good way to end, wouldn't it? Thank you very much indeed, Scott, for speaking to me today. No problem.